Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the WSIC News Studio here in Statesville, North Carolina. We are set to go for another week of motorsports conversation on Race Chaser Radio. We start all of that every week with uh, Lead Lap. Presented by Victory Custom Trailers of Michigan. And we'll tell you more about them a little bit later on. Uh, we have a couple of special guests tonight that are going to be calling in on the Strutmasters hotline um, to talk racing with us and uh, talk about their careers and such. Um, going to be interesting to chat with both Jonathan Schaefer, who is a 14-year-old Cars Tour rookie, but he's also going to be a rookie, again, depending on the schedule um, and how things shake out in terms of us getting back to the track. He's supposed to run a quantity of races for Keith Coons in the um, Dirt Midgets. So Jonathan is just 14, and he is a very impressive young man. I had a chance to um, chat with him at some length about a week or two ago, and um Wanted to get him on the show. He was supposed to be in the studio tonight, but uh, that was connected to a race that he was supposed to have. Obviously, no racing here in the area. So um, he is not local to the Charlotte area, at least as of right now. So uh, we are just uh, inserting phone call for him and he'll call us in a little while. And then also uh, Trent Ivy going to be on the program and Trent is one of our local racers on the dirt circuit here in the Carolinas, but he also made national headlines, such as it were, uh, last week when he um, won the World of Outlaws Late Models portion of the iRacing doubleheader that they had on Fox Sports 1 last Wednesday. So we're going to have both of them on um, and a variety of things to talk about here tonight as well. Um, Our esteemed producer, for the evening is none other than Nick Moncher. Esteemed. I esteemed. like that. Thank you very much. Yes, the esteemed producer. Uh, Nick, of course, uh, in his day job is the PR boffin. Guru. You used that word last week. Can you um, use it again? PR extraordinaire. That's better. For <laughs> He flies the V for Venturini Motorsports. And uh, so uh, Nick is uh, with us. Uh, and we didn't lose Red. Uh, Red is just uh, taking some time away uh, under the social distancing policy. We because, miss you, Red. Yes, we do miss you. And uh, we would love to have you back at any time that you're ready to come back. But uh, Red is uh, not, again, not as local to the area as Nick is. And so um, with the situation being what it is and us wanting to do our best to cooperate with things, Nick has been gracious enough and enough of a friend to say, you know what, I'll, I'll hang in if I need to. I'll so, do it. Yeah, I brought um, my tape measure. We're six feet apart, so yeah, we're all good. Yeah, we're we're yeah six feet somehow. Uh, it might be a little faulty on the measurement, but you know <laughs> we're we're close enough. So um, we're excited to do the show. And you know, again, uh, a lot of what we've seen in motorsports lately has been either announcements about schedule changes and postponements, postponements, not the good kind of schedule announcements, or uh, we've seen a lot of sim racing. And um, I. Uh, we might as well jump right into the hot topic because, by the way, if you want, to, if you do want to call us, you can. 704-873-1400. We'll take a call or two. Uh, if you want to call us and chat with us about this, 704-873-1400. 704-873-1400. Um, 
is the caller line. So, uh, hot topic. So yesterday, the Cup Series continued their um, eSport iRacing Pro Invitational NASCAR Series um, at Bristol. Uh, it was an interesting, it was a Bristol race. It was, well, that's, you know, what Bristol's known for. Yeah, very representative of a Bristol race. That's what everybody was um, hoping for when they said we're going to Bristol. We haven't instituted virtual fighting on the iRacing platform yet. I think Suarez wanted to try that. Yeah, so there were a few that probably would have. Um, but uh, two interesting things happened, both of them involving Clint Boyer. One was that Clint had what I think is that it may be the all-time funniest line ever on a NASCAR broadcast when he uttered the phrase, my give a damn broke. I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. It was totally out of left field and it was so Clint Boyer. I don't think it's out of left field at all for Clint. Like you said, that is so it Clint is Boyer. so Clint Boyer, but but I've never heard that. And it was just so funny when he said it. And and then the other the, the next one was I got bubbled. I think he's used that one before, or somebody has in the sport. I feel like that is that's kind of like the Stenhouse. Think he thing. borrowed that? Okay. Yeah, I think this, the, and I think it came off of the I got Stenhouse. Well, I've heard I, I got wreckied. Rookie, yeah, wreckied. I got wrecked. That was the that one. Was, I've heard that, uh, but I've never heard I got bubbled and not say it had been said. But it was that was, and the incident that that encompassed that. Um, the two of them obviously having some disagreement over space on the racetrack, going both ways. It seemed like, and. Uh, Bubba ended up with damage, <coughs> excuse me, and um, proceeded to uh, shut off his... He just quit. He just quit. He done up and quit. He, he just basically pulled it to the garage area and said, that's it, I'm out of here. And um, So he didn't even try to reset. Didn't try to reset. And he had one reset. I thought he... Did he have one or two left? I, I thought NASCAR was going to do Bristol one reset. Two. Oh, there's they two? They did two, and I think this was early enough in the race. I don't think he'd use it. It was only on, like, lap 10. Yeah, so he had at least one, if not two resets left, and um, he quit. Now, you know, of course, Mike Joy... And, and, and see, I'm not a big gamer, so you probably know more of these phrases than I do, but Mike Joy said, you know, he rage quit on you, boyer. Um you made him rage quit, and I had never heard of that. But but of course I'm you know I could figure out what it meant, right? He he quit. Like he was just off. mad, yeah, yeah. He was just. And so then you look at his his Twitch stream and his Twitter, whatever. Um, well, here's the problem: Blue Emu is a paying sponsor, and they were on the car. And when you pay for space on a TV broadcast, doesn't matter what the nature of the broadcast is, doesn't matter if it's a sim race or a reality show, or a beauty contest, or whatever, when you get a sponsor that pays for exposure, and you basically obliterate and don't fulfill that contract. And in Bubba's case, he did not live up to that agreement because he quit, and, and they had about 10 laps of exposure instead of an entire race, what they paid for. Um, and Bubba went on Twitter and basically was mocking the rage quit, and Blue Emu, their Twitter, fired him. Right off the spot. Fired him. They did and not like that at it, all. At first, I thought this was going to be horseplay. I have to admit. I thought this was just, you know, the, the two of them going back and forth having horseplay. Um, according to the research I've done, and, and I called somebody last night who ought to know, and they said, no, it's real. They're done. 
Yeah, they were not. They were not pleased. I mean, I think a lot of people were like you because I saw several people on Twitter say, you know, nobody knew what Blue Emu was other than the Rusty Wallace commercials yeah. of past. And then well, all Richard of a sudden, Petty was doing commercials for them a while ago. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, everybody's talking about Blue Emu, and then it was the real deal. Yeah. So um, Blue Emu has apparently uh, fired. Bubba Wallace and and basically said, that's it. We're done. Now, here's the problem with this. Richard Petty Motorsports. I mean, this just wasn't a, 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 an, an e-sport thing. Blue Emu is actually a part of RPM's partners lineup. They sponsor the real car. That's in their cup program. Yes. And so if if they're done, that means that RPM's probably losing out on some sponsor money they expected to have this year. I read somewhere that they had a couple races, two or three races that they were primary sponsor for the year. Well, so if that's the case, they have two or three spaces they now need to fill. Yes. And Bubba Wallace caused that all because of a tweet, because of a tweet and because of rage quitting or whatever. So here's the problem. This is at the end of the day. Everybody said, well, it's just a game. Well, no, it's a TV broadcast. Yeah, now that it's live on Fox and Fox Sports 1, right. it is a full-blown TV broadcast. And keep right. in mind, Bubba was not originally involved in this program and made a big stink about, hey, I want to race in this. Why am I not racing? So he made a big stink to get well, into I the program. Know that. Yeah. I that. Well, this was open to all cup racers, though. Well, at the very beginning, they were just doing, like it said, it was an invitational. So they actually invited oh. you know, NASCAR and iRacing and, and all these conglomerates. They, they threw the invites out. And I think how it started was they invited people they knew had rigs, knew had done it before, okay. and kind of went from there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think the first two weeks he was not involved. And then now he was and then quits after lap 10 and still has two resets left. Well, yeah, so whatever this is, here's what it amounts to. This is a business transaction. They paid to be a part of that broadcast, and Bubba wiped them off it um, and then basically mocked it. And so um, got to tell you, I know enough about business to know that um, that's no bueno. That's no bueno. Bubba's not in a good position right now because RPM, I'm not saying they will, nor am I saying they should. I'm simply saying that this could be an actionable situation where Bubba could end up losing that ride. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely could. They have every right to do that. That's I'm what sure I'm saying. That's in their that's contract. All I'm saying is they have that right because he costs them a sponsor. Now, will they? Probably not. Will they do some sort of penalty to him? Probably they should. I mean, especially because this is our new norm right. for for however long right. the next couple of weeks so yep. they need that exposure you know they have obviously they have their guys you know are laid off just like everybody else in exactly. racing that's in north carolina right now and so they need that exposure for all their partners to make sure their partners come back when right. we do go back racing right see that's what people have got to realize this is a substitute for these sponsors and so um that was a bad deal so anybody who thinks this is a joke it, you, you got to stop thinking about video game it, it's a it's a international tv broadcast it's on in the u.s and canada they've had over a million viewers on cable alone not counting all the people that got it you know from streaming or wherever three weeks in a row three weeks in a row it's not it wasn't just a fluke it's gone up every right and it's been so successful that fox added the dirt stuff on wednesday nights so this is not anything to sneeze at. And in these drivers, while, yes, they clown around a little bit because it's, it is uh, racing and you can have a little fun, there was a, 
a, a line crossed when Bubba basically just quit and said, see you later, I'm out of here. And, you know, his sponsor didn't get what they projected. So um, going to be interesting. We'll talk more about it. And, of course, uh, Jonathan Schaefer coming up around the turn. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more. We lap. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, as we continue with uh, our motorsports conversation on a Monday night as we record this live uh, on the PMN Radio app and also locally here in the greater Charlotte area on WSIC TV 25.2 over the air. 
And we are waiting on uh, Jonathan Schaefer to give us. Oh, is he on? Oh, okay. We got Jonathan on the strutmasters.com hotline. So, so let's. let's uh, wow. Wow. Let's bring him out and talk uh, <laughs> racing with him. I think, yeah, we can dial that back a little bit. Uh, Jonathan, welcome to Lead Lap. It's great to have you on, my friend. Uh, thank you. Uh, talk a little bit, first of all, about um, what is going on in your area. Now, you're from Ohio, right? Correct. So you guys have been hit pretty hard with this. Yeah, right now our whole state is locked down, and we can't go to out anywhere unless we need groceries or gas, essential things. Yeah, we're that way uh, here as well in North Carolina. Um, but uh, and I know, obviously, it's messed with uh, motorsports uh, all over the world, really, not just here in the U.S., but uh, uh, you had a chance to get one cars race in that we can talk about. But I want to go back even further than that. Um, for those who aren't familiar with you, um, talk a little bit about what got you started in the sport and walk us through your career to date a little bit. Okay. Um, so when I was uh, little, my dad, uh, he's always raced ARCA, and he had a late model team. Um, me just growing up watching him race, I got the bug to race, and I always just liked to try and work on his cars. And uh, once I was five, we ended up getting a quarter midget and raced quarter midgets until I was about 12, and then we went into the outlaw cart and I raced a CRA uh, pro late model. Um, and now uh, just last year in October... I ran a, my first uh, stock late model race for Junior Motorsports, and wow. uh, now I'm in uh, Cars Tour uh, season. Hopefully, we can get some races in this year, but now I'm running for uh, Barry Nelson and Timothy Peters. Now, um, you are, of course, you... You were uh, you were young uh, when you when you stepped into the CRA part of it, and of course you're still young at, at uh, 14. But you're uh, you had a chance to, as you said, to run for Junior Motorsports. Uh, what was that experience like, given your age and uh, just the the situation as as a whole, to be able to come over here and run for Dale Junior and his team? I mean, it was a good opportunity because I mean, it's a really good team uh, just to go out there get my first. My feet wet in a stock late model was fun. A lot different than a pro late model. Learned a lot just from that race. Well, and now you're uh, now you're running for uh, the Nelson team, and of course that's one of the top teams. Nick, you know this uh, as well. That's one of the top teams in the Cars Tour, just as Junior Motorsports is, and those two teams often do battle. Um, you know, you see a young kid like that, and knowing that. Uh, he's gonna. He's scheduled to have some starts in the Keith Coons Midget as well. That's uh, pretty spectacular for somebody his age, right? Yeah, the the Nelson program, you know, hands down, they've built year over year over yeah. year. There's actually several guys that are over there on that program that came from the NASCAR ranks. There's a couple guys that I've worked with in the past that really work on that team. So there's a lot of wealth of knowledge there, um, you know. And I think you know, with Timothy Peters being involved, obviously he's been with the Nelson guys forever. Uh, it really brings something to it. And I think, you know, Jonathan, you being in that program is really good for you and, you know, good for your direction that you're taking right now because you so are so young. Yeah. Talk a little bit about uh, what it's been like to race uh, in the late models at such a young age. What, you know, compared to obviously what you've come from, that was a pretty big step. And the Cars Tour is probably the biggest step of them all, though the CRA is certainly uh, probably equally competitive, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I raced quarter midgets, it was okay because I was racing people against people my age limit. 
uh, all around my age. But when I step into late models, not only is it bigger body cars, more horsepower, it, you're also racing against grown grown men, and there's <laughs> nobody your age. So it's a lot different. Yeah. You'll have the whole spectrum there. You'll have 14-year-olds all the way up to 60-year-olds sometimes. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the uh, probably the, the – the, the only one comparable to you in that series right now would be Mini Tyrell. I think he's only 14 or 15. So, um, you know, there's two of you youngins and then uh, a, a whole lot of experience, including your teammate. You are uh, running as a, a teammate to Bobby McCarty, Bobby Mack. Uh, and I know that Bobby, Bobby had very good things to say about you when we had him on a few weeks ago. Um, what was it like? coming into that situation and working with him for the first time when you're, when you opened your season earlier this year. Yeah. When I first met him, like he instantly took me over to turn one two. Uh, the whole weekend he was helping me almost as a driver coach, uh, telling me what I should fix, what I need to do. And him and Timothy, uh, they were a lot of help there. They were like my driver coach for that weekend. Cause that was a tricky track for my first race in a cars tour. It definitely was. Um, you ended up beating him. You were ninth. He was tenth. That was interesting. I couldn't resist <clears throat> needling him a little bit about that. Yeah. What was what was the race like for you overall? Um. Well, we were just trying to lay back and conserve our tires throughout the whole race. Um, we were just kind of riding in the back. Uh, actually, Bobby was leading a little pack in the back, and uh, once we were told to go, we went, and uh, we went from we started twenty uh, second or 19th, sorry, 19th, and uh, made our way all the way up to uh, ninth there. Um, but just conserving the tires there was a main key of going up the field because that track is really, really abrasive, and uh, I learned a lot from that weekend. I'm sure. Um, and then it all just sort of fell apart with this virus. You just, it just sort of mm-hmm. stopped in your tracks. Yeah, uh, just get on iRacing and just practice conserving your tires because that's the name of the game in the cars tour if you whoever can do that best and manage the tracks best you know you're they're usually there on top at the end well it's uh i know that you also have another opportunity this season that we we sort of slipped in there a few minutes ago but i want you to talk about it how does one uh come to end up just sort of out of the blue at age 14 in a Keith Coons midget. How did that come together? And what are the specifics of that? As you know them now, obviously, I mean, a lot of this is, you know, in turmoil here, but um, as you know it right now, what is your situation and how did it come about with Keith? Um, So we were racing the uh, Tulsa shootout in the micro and uh, we met Keith there because he was there watching. And uh, we talked to him. He told us to stop by the shop one day in uh, Indiana so we went there one day, and we talked everything out, and he said it'd be good. I mean, because I have the dirt experience in the micro, it wouldn't hurt to go with a Toyota team on uh, the midget side and the best midget team in the country right now, I think. Um, so we made out a deal with them, and I'm just looking forward to doing it because we have 10 Power I races this year. Hopefully, if we get back to racing soon enough, my first race should be May 22nd. Oh, wow. So that's coming up quick. Well, we'll certainly hope for the best for you uh, for that. And uh, Nick's eyes light up and he smiles every time he hears Toyota. Cause, uh, every time anyone says, I want to get in the Toyota camp or I'm in the Toyota camp, that, it, I'm all for it. Two thumbs up. If you don't know, Nick is our producer, but he's also the um, 
PR director for Venturini Motorsports during the day. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, play your cards right. Maybe one day you'll get to race one of our Arca East, Arca West, or Arca Menard Series cars. Okay. That would be fun, obviously, uh, and uh, get to fly the V. But um, what now, when, when you started racing the late model, um, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make? Um, especially uh, going from quarter midgets and outlaw carts, obviously going to a bigger car. It's heavier, more horsepower. I was mostly just on rolling the corner and everything in general, getting used to the power. Especially, uh, I had to get used to squeezing the throttle down, not mashing the throttle off the corner. Uh, but I seem to pick it up pretty quick running the CRA series. Well, and and again, you talk about competition. I mean, what you tell us tell us about some of the tracks that you ran when you were running that series. Um, well, we ran uh, in September. We ran IRP. Uh, oh wow! We, up, uh, we sat on the pole, and uh, we started fifth with the invert, but uh, about. 15 laps in, we finished with a blown motor. Oh. But that was a bummer. We have also uh, a really fun track. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard or, heard of it. Uh, Anderson Speedway. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, been it there is, a few yeah, times. Yeah, a lot of people have been there. Little yep. bull ring. That place was really fun. I ended up finishing seventh in that race. That was my first CRA race. Wow. Nice job. Been there for the little 500 a few times. That's uh, yep. that's one of my favorite races of the year to go to. I haven't been there in quite a long time, but uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, my uh, co-host and I, when I was still doing the show up home in New York, uh, used to travel from New York to uh, Indy for um, that event. And uh, man, I mean, that that's just one of the craziest races that you'll ever see anywhere. Um yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. So, I'm sure if I asked you what is your goal in racing, you would say NASCAR. But um, you've got the opportunity now to run the midget as well. So uh, it, it looks like you may have some flexibility to sort of mix dirt with pavement a little bit over the next year or two. Yeah, correct. Uh, mainly, our goal is to stay on the asphalt side and work our ranks up through there. But the dirt will definitely help me because. I think dirt helps for asphalt, and asphalt helps for dirt both ways. I agree. With throttle control, keeping the car straight. Um, so we're just doing that to get better in both sides of racing. Well, uh, look forward to seeing what you can do once uh, everything opens back up again, but I know you can't do any of it by yourself. So um, give some credit where credit is due to all of those who help you make racing happen. Yeah, I want to thank uh, my dad, of course, my parents, my mom for packing up the RV and hauling this. Uh, Nelson Motorsports, uh, great team, and uh, Keith Coons. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, all the first responders and uh, doctors dealing with the coronavirus firsthand. That uh, takes a lot of courage to do that. Absolutely correct. Uh, where can fans keep track of you? Um, Jonathan Schaefer Racing on Instagram, Jonathan Schaefer Racing Facebook, and uh, Jay Schaefer Racing on Twitter. Well, we look forward to keeping up with what's going on. And once we get back to racing, we'll have you back on again, young man. That is Jonathan Schaefer. Uh, glad that he took the time to call us. We'll take a break and come back with more of Lead Lap right after this. Stick around. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Now, Victory Custom Trailers features a variety of different types of trailers. This is not just about trailers for motorsports. Victory Custom Trailers has trailers for just about any purpose that you can possibly think of. Uh, From car haulers to race trailers or stackers, specialty trailers, concession trailers. If you want a food truck, uh, they can help you with that. Contractor trailers, toy haulers, utility trailers, trucks, toter homes, motor coaches, cargo trailers, equipment or dump trailers, horse stock trailers, um, all kinds of different trailers. And the more custom you want it, 
the better they are for you. Chris at and everyone at Victory Custom Trailers are fantastic to work with. Their continued to commitment, uh, continued commitment to excellence in both the sales and service side are second to none. You can design a trailer right on their website. It's right up at the top. You go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com. You'll see a little red design a trailer button. Just click it and you can start literally designing the exact hauler or trailer that you want. And they will build it for you and it will be absolutely gorgeous and done right when you get it. I've been inside uh, some, some of their trailers. It's what inspired me to want to work with them. And we're really excited that Victory Custom Trailers is on board with us. Just give them a call, 810-678-2727, or you can find them on the web at victorycustomtrailers.com. Chris Hedinger and his staff are the best. Um, Just go check it out, and uh, if you need a trailer for any purpose, they can deliver it anywhere in the U.S., not a problem. They're from Michigan, that's okay. You buy from them, and they'll make sure to get it to you, or you can go pick it up if you'd like. So uh, back to the show here, and we uh, just talked with Jonathan Schaefer. It, it, it always amazes me, Nick, and you've been around this a while too, and you work with a lot of the younger guys just like I have, to see a 14-year-old that's already running at Cars Tour level. I know it's been a while since that's been happening, but still, um, it's a 14-year-old brain and a 14-year-old body, and they can't get a license to drive 30 miles an hour on a back road legally, but they can go out and run a buck 20 or so in a, in a super late month. Every year, it, it never ceases to amaze me. And I feel like there's always someone that's just a little bit younger yeah. that, that's going out there, but yet they always have the talent to be out there. And I think that's, that's the main thing. And, you know, I think actually Jeff Gordon's one that started all this way back when. And, uh, you know, every year it just kind of builds a little more. And I think there is a place for a lot of these kids. You know, every once in a while you see someone that probably shouldn't be out there. Um, But, you know, a lot of people like Jonathan, he's proven that he can be out there. He's proven that he can run. He can run a clean race. Uh, Does he have the skill set as as the veterans yet? No, but that's why he's there now. So that way, you know, a lot of these veterans probably didn't start till they're 20, 30, 35, whatever. So just think of what he's going to be at, where he's going to be at when he's 20. You know, so and I think that's that's kind of like the whole Toyota pipeline is start them young (laughs) and start working them up, get them through Keith Coons, get them into our program and then and then go on. And they seem to be have a much higher level of maturity by then on and off the racetrack. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's like I think there's there's two sides to this for me. I mean, the the part of me that works with these younger guys and understands how big the stage is for them. You know, it 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 takes a lot of maturity it takes it takes a lot of IQ, a lot of uh, learning ability, and a lot of dedication to be able to master the craft, even at a late model level at that age, and then kind of be under the microscope the way they are. For example, at a cars tour race, where okay, it's not on national TV, but they do have their own uh, streaming coverage, and a lot of people watch it. It's a pretty high visibility series. Um, and then you get some of them at 15 or 16, they go, they go straight to ARCA and run with teams like yours. 
Um, that's a lot to ask for someone that young. It certainly is a notch above playing high school football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, heck, even him saying he raced a quarter minute at five, I don't even remember what I was doing when I was five. <laughs> and it was certainly not in anything motorized. I was racing my Hot Wheels car. Exactly. I mean, and so even at 14, I, like, I couldn't, looking back, I can't fathom being in a race car, like you said, going 110, yeah. 120 miles an hour around a Hickory or a Caraway or something like that. And racing, you know, guys that are twice and, you know, triple my age and keeping a clean race and, and, you know, coming home in top five, top 10 every week. Yeah, it, it's it's again, it's a big ask. So, you know, when someone like Jonathan is able to make the transition and go out in his first race. Now, granted, he's in winning equipment, but, you know, to go out in his first race and be composed enough to start in the back and work through traffic, keep the car clean, which is the big thing. Right. When you're Absolutely. learning and, you know. He beat Bobby McCarty. Bobby runs for championships. He's yeah. won championships. I mean, just hearing yeah. him say, you know, tire management, and obviously, yeah. you know, he he leaned on Bobby and he leaned on um, his other teammates, Timothy. To, Timothy, to help him along the way. Sure. But for him to pick that up and then to retain that and then to work on that craft, you know, we see that all the time with with all of our drivers. But it's amazing that a fourteen year old can can do that and to know all right i need to save my tires so i can be there for the last 100 laps last 50 laps whatever but even to know that but then to learn what it actually feels like yeah what it means you, know, you how gotta, you do it yeah how you know it what does it feel like when i'm saving tires versus all out you know where is r1 as the speed secrets book likes to say or r2 or r3 you got to get all of those in your head is programmed so that when it's time to use them, you, you just instinctively um, pick up speed, decrease speed, whatever, whatever it is. And, and it's, it's not an easy thing to do. So interesting uh, to talk with him. And of course, coming up here in just a little while, we're going to talk to um, a, a driver in his mid twenties. Who's been around the dirt late model scene for a good bit here in the Carolinas, very successful to Trent Ivy. Um, and, and Trent went out and it's interesting because, you know, we can talk about the size of the stage. I know it's iRacing, but he went out last Wednesday and ran first against some really, really great drivers on a national FS1 broadcast. So I know it's iRacing, but again, there's pressure to perform here. You want to perform well. And he went out and not only won the thing, but he dominated. Andy was top five in the sprint car part of it. He didn't even race sprint Doesn't cars. race sprint cars, yeah. I mean, it was, it was amazing <laughs> to, to see. I mean, just any of the iRacing, to be good at the iRacing is one thing, but you know, to be able to translate that into a race car yeah. is another. And, and Trent has proven that time and time again. Just for sure. As, as so many of these cup drivers and all these other guys can do. And for him to go out there and race amongst some of the biggest names of the sport. Yep. And like you said, to dominate is, you know, hands down amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're looking forward to talking to Trent as well. And of course we started with our hot topic and we're talking about Bubba a little bit. Let's talk about the race in general. What was your opinion of the Bristol uh, cup race in general, in terms of like, dislike, uh, what did you think? No, I liked it. I think, you know, it brought a lot of that Bristol feel. Obviously we all know it's iRacing. Obviously we all know it's a video game, but kind of leading up to it, everybody was kind of wondering, you know, on social media was, is it going to be the Bristol that we've all come to know and love? And I think, you know, it really was Wonder no more. Yeah. And I think, you know, put all those, yes. all that to bed, you know, it was, it was a good race. It, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. The track did what it's supposed to do and, you know, kept everybody entertained on a Sunday. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought it was too, I thought there were too many crashes. I thought, and, and I understand, 
I'm not going to blame the drivers entirely because I, my understanding is that, that it's just treacherous to run virtual Bristol with the setup and everything that was there. But, um, I, you know, I thought the two resets were a bit much, honestly. Uh, I, w- I still think you go with one reset and, you know, make them make them drive, make them use the pedals and use the wheel. And I think if you do do you that know, one reset, it, you know, they'll be a little more conservative. Yes. Obviously, leading into Bristol, everybody's like, oh, man, that can be super conservative. What yeah. are they going to do? But, you know, I, we saw the same thing at Homestead and Texas. Right. Is, you know, it gets a little chaotic. And like you said, we get probably a few too yeah. many cautions. takes up a lot of time. But, you know. I mean, Clint Boyer getting revenge on Bubba was that, you know, I mean, I, I know there's an element of, but that's what happens at Bristol. Well, yeah. Okay. But you know, Larson and Swart, the whole Larson and Suarez thing was like, you know, okay, just that's a, a bit much, Yeah. you know, um, this again, put on a good show without, you know, I think there's a balance there, but again, it's Bristol. So I guess they, they were doing what it's they Bristol, thought baby. they were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and both Suarez and Larson got parked for their on-track behavior, which um, is exactly what I would hope would happen in the real race. It just never does. Yeah, I feel like after <laughs> that situation in the real race, they'd probably have to park themselves anyways. So. Well, yeah, probably. But uh, I just, I, I wish NASCAR would use the black flag more, to be honest. I just I think there are times when, when it's called for and uh, they don't use it. But I thought it was a good race. And you know what I love is I love now that we're seeing this sort of um, spread of uh, I races from different series, different situations. You know, IndyCar is doing a series. NASCAR's got their thing. World of Outlaws now on Fox. Um, you know, they're going to run Knoxville. That'll be a good show. This Wednesday. Yes. And and you know what? Kyle Busch running on the dirt. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's great to see the cross integration yes. between all the different series. Ron I mean, Jimmy Cash. Johnson running the IndyCar races. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that that in and of itself is a really cool thing for the fans and for everybody else involved. Yeah, we're going to talk about Jimmy, too, because uh, more coming out on Jimmy's situation here. It's going to be interesting. Forever um, evolving. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, as well as we uh, move forward in the show. But I thought Bristol was a good race. I thought it was definitely an opportunity to see what a short track presentation would look like. And, you know, I, I think uh, I hope they can continue this series right through until we actually go back to the real thing, because it is something that's really cool to watch on a Sunday. Again, it's not supposed to be real. But it is supposed to be as realistic as it can be. Um, and the drivers, most of them are treating it that way. So that's uh, that's cool, too. So I hope we see much more of that. And, um, and, and again, big race Wednesday night on the dirt, FS1 from Knoxville with the World of Outlaws. And I love the split format on that. We'll talk to Trent Ivey about that when he comes up uh, here in just a little while. So with that, we're going to step aside. We'll be back with more conversation here on Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Stick around. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct 
correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strut Masters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Toyota drivers, Jesse Love, bringing us back out of the break. Jesse actually running um, the Arkham and Nards Series West and the uh, showdown portion of the Arca schedule for uh, Bill McAnally out on the uh, West Coast. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm not, this is no insider information here. I'm just guessing that um, at some point, perhaps, we may be seeing Jesse Love in a Venturini Motorsports car next year. Boy, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm just guessing, but I think just keep uh, guessing. I don't I'm want just, to give you any inside yeah, information. I'm well. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't nope. know any. I, I'm just saying. I think there, we did there test may be a progression. We, we did. Yeah. Um, we do a Toyota Combine every year, and we did at Motor Mile uh, in November, and we had Jesse was one of you know eight drivers we had come out, and he did a phenomenal job. Very sharp racer. Very good racer. And car a lot driver. of fun. He's Absolutely. A, he's a fun young man, too. Um, nice personality. So uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, he can do once we, if we ever get back racing. It seems like there's so much conjecture out there. But uh, want to talk uh, about IndyCar for a few minutes because 
Um, and I want to pull this up because I want to make sure I get the information right here. So bear with me while I dial this up on my laptop. Um, the IndyCar has canceled, not postponed, canceled the Detroit Grand Prix for this year. And they've added some new double headers along with a third race at IMS. There are now three Indianapolis Motor Speedway races. There's a second road race being added in October. Revise, revise schedule. Yes, this is the latest update to the IndyCar schedule. Um, October 3rd, to be exact. Yes, and so Iowa and Laguna Seca are now double headers. Let's, let's, let's just pause a moment. Those of us who are IndyCar fans, let's just pause a moment to let that sort of sink in and just bask in Laguna Seca 2, Iowa 2 on the weekend. I think that, I see, I, I love both of those tracks. So I think that's an amazing schedule. I don't care how we had to get to it. Yeah, July 17th and 18th is the Iowa doubleheader. And that's actually an ARCA weekend in Iowa as ah, well. So, so the ARCA race, it will move till Saturday. They did They did say that today. Um, so that'll be fun. I mean, there'll be three races in Iowa and we get to watch two of them. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, and that's uh, what great opportunity for the, 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 the drivers at ARCA to be able to run in front of the IndyCar teams. It's always fun to you run know? with the IndyCar guys just cause their world is so different than our world. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're in any of the NASCAR series, ARCA series, whatever, when we're paired with IndyCar, just seeing what they do compared to what we do and how they react and interact with everything compared to how we do it. It's it's night and day difference. And it's just so much fun to watch. What does that do? What does that do in terms of, you know, the rubber and whatever? How's the track for the ARCA cars given the diff- obviously big differences in the tires? Yeah, I mean, and that, and we see that honestly in a NASCAR weekend, too, because the Goodyear rubber is different than what ARCA runs on in the general tire. So, you know, typically, like if if we were to qualify, say, after cup practice or truck practice, whatever, we wouldn't want to be the first ones out there because okay. that Goodyear rubber reacts differently to the general rubber. Um, and the same thing with the Indy cars. And I think the Indy car, actually, there's a little bit bigger disparity in how it reacts. Okay. Um, and it, but it also depends because Indy car has different tires. You know, they can run the soft tires, the hard tires. Sure. So you, you don't really know. So you have kind of a, a mixture of compounds out in the track, if you will. Um, so it's always, it's, it's always different, especially come green flag time for the race. You never really know what to expect. You kind of have a, an idea of what you had in years past. If you're on cup rubber, truck rubber, Indy car rubber, whatever, but always different. And we saw the same thing at Phoenix when we were out there a couple weeks ago. That's interesting. Well, I guess I like that because it almost makes it a different race each time. Oh, every time you go on the track, it's a little bit different. And then, and then you take in weather on top of that, especially at a place like Iowa, sure. where it's you know, very hot, very dry yeah. usually. And then you add different rubber on, and it, it's just you know night and day difference right there for a while. Now, um, again, back to the schedule. As it stands today, <laughs> we must today. emphasize that. Today. Big asterisk. Okay, by the time we get to Motorsports Madness on Thursday night, which is our last live show of the week, this might be different. But as of today, um, Texas is the season opener on June the 6th, and St. Petersburg is still going to be the finale in mid-October. See, TBA. um, Yeah, TBA. I think that one would probably, I would hope, would be safe. Um, But here's what's interesting right now, of course— 
with this new revised schedule, you may ask, well, did the Indy 500 move again? No. Indy 500 still in August. Um, the interesting thing about this is that if it gets to a point where you got to keep condensing for whatever reason, then I think you could see the Indy 500 have to move again. Um, or they may look at it as we're leaving that alone and we may end up starting back with it if it goes that long into August. That would be really interesting. I mean, so, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. Um, by the way, IndyCar going to be with the Xfinity Series at the IMS Road Course on July the 3rd. And then the, the Harvest Grand Prix is the name new name for the Speedway's October 3rd race. This will be, I believe, the first time in history we've ever had three races at Indy in the same year. Two of them on the road course, to, to be clear. And then, of course, the Indy 500. Um, so it didn't take too long, whether it was because of just the situation or whether it was by design. It didn't take long for old Captain to, um, to load up uh, his new, new track venture, yeah. with his new series. He's um, holding no bars. Yeah. I and, love it. And I like how they're getting kind of out in front of it and putting a schedule out. Yeah. And, and, it, and it could still change, or they may have to run the first few races without any fans in it. Who knows? But, you know, we now have something to look forward to. We now have something yeah. in front of us, and it's official, not just, you know, rumor. And that's now going to be in um, conjunction with the eight-hour GT World Challenge, which was scheduled for that October 3rd weekend anyway. So this wasn't as if we created a brand new weekend of racing where there was an, a, a, an open weekend. We're adding IndyCar to the eight hour GT world challenge weekend. If you're one of those guys running in the eight hour GT world challenge, you just got a free invitation to watch an IndyCar race. Yeah. And an elevated stage for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, again, I see nothing negative here. Um, I'm, I have never been a big fan of Detroit. Um, it's not a track I really enjoy. I don't think the racing's that great there. Um, I don't mean to be disrespectful to the folks of Detroit, but, um, if that, if that race, if one race had to go off the schedule, I'm fine with it being Detroit, frankly. And if you're still just mad that Michigan beat Notre Dame, I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I, it took me a second because I'm in the middle of talking about IndyCar and and uh, see this is what well, I love about you just ragging Nick, on Detroit here. So now, I wanted to stick up for the see you know, Red would be cheering you on right now because oh, Red's absolutely. a big sports fan. So he would be like, but but you know Red's from Indianapolis, so he's not a Michigan fan. Well, he's lost in his way too. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Red. I see. I I love my Fighting Irish now, but I don't. I I I just don't get. I don't let losses um, generally anyway. I generally, don't let, I don't I like let that. losses to get to me anymore because, you know, to me, I feel like um, sports are something you're supposed to get excited about. Um, and then move on. And then move on. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm as diehard as anybody else. I guess it's just a mindset thing that, you know, it does me no good to complain about the refs or whatever. I'll state it if I think it's the case, but I'm not going to throw things over it. We know <laughs> you'll state it. You'll make sure your the, voice is heard. The only, I, I, I'll be honest with you. The happiest news I got was Tom Brady going to Tampa. That was absolutely the happiest news I got all winter long. You and all the, the Tampa fans. And, well, second, and people are gonna people who know me will be surprised to hear this. Second happiest news: Philip Rivers out of San Diego. 
Love the guy. <laughs> he he busted his tail for us. I nobody plays harder than Philip Rivers. He's tired. Needed to make a change. We needed a more mobile quarterback. There he goes. So I don't know how we got so far into football yeah, on the show. But to segue back um, into to IndyCar, you were right. Back to IndyCar. Detroit was always kind of a lackluster yeah, IndyCar race. I'm just not it a big always fan. reminded me of the old Cleveland race on the airport. See, I loved Cleveland. See, I always thought that was kind of the same thing. It was just. I like, thought eh. Cleveland was very. It was real hit or miss. Detroit to me. just was never um, to me a great race. Um, it's a hard track. Yeah, and it's just not. And I just I don't think it's good. I don't think it bodes well for racing. But um, you know, doubleheaders at Iowa and Laguna say and a triple shot of IMS this year. And I'm not big on the IMS road course either, but I'm still happy to see them running there. And, and uh, you know, again, to, to scatter those throughout the year, I have no issue with that whatsoever. So this is really a, an interesting set of changes for the IndyCar series. I mean, you're talking about a schedule now that if we start everything on time, um, which it looks like, you know, right now at the rate things are going, June sixth should be, should be, air quotes, achievable um, in Texas because Texas is not one of the harder hit states for this to begin with. No. Um, so let's hope this would be to me one of the best, most exciting schedules we've had of IndyCar racing since the seventies and early eighties when it was ninety percent oval. I would agree with that. I you know, completely agree with that. I, I think just, this is going to be a really good IndyCar schedule this year. And these double headers are different too. And you, IndyCar is more used to it than NASCAR. They're the pioneers be. of it. Yeah, but but there's still it's still a different deal when you got to do that. So it makes it changes the uh, changes the racing too. I think it's awesome. So um, we'll see where where this goes. But um, I'll give credit where it's dueracer.com is what I was referring to. Um, their particular article on it, Robin Miller. Uh, everybody loves Robin Miller. And if you don't love Robin Miller, just turn the show off. <laughs> don't just, do that. Robin is, no, don't turn the show off. But Robin is, Robin is an icon in IndyCar coverage. Um, okay, so we are going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to transition from, we went from eSport to Cars Tour and Midget to IndyCar. Now we're going to talk some dirt track and talk with Trent Ivey, local racer from here in the Carolinas who made it big on Fox Sports Last week, we'll be back with more of Motorsport. I see I almost did it again. We'll be back with more of League Lap coming up after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Louie Lap here on a Monday night. Um, interesting. Uh, our, we, we're scheduled to have Trent Ivy right now on the program. He was scheduled for this particular segment. But um, I guess the Outlaw Late Models have some invitational race, iRace, going on tonight. And the feature is about to start. And he is starting eighth uh, in the race. Just a couple of... Uh, this is a late model race, keep in mind. Esport iRacing late model deal. Uh, Logan Seavey's entities outside pole. Um, Kyle Larson starting sixth. Chase Briscoe, 10th. Kevin Swindell starting ninth. Um, I think that's Bubba Clem all the way back there in probably 15, 16, somewhere in there. Um, so some, some interesting names. I think Nick Hoffman, it looks like, starting in the back or starting in the middle of the field. I guess there's, uh, yeah, Jacob had two. Two sets of um, drivers here. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, so we'll have Trent Ivy on. Uh, he said he would uh, hit us as soon as his race is over. So we'll try to get Better him have on. the checker flag with him. Well, he better, yeah. He won, um, he won on uh, Wednesday night of last week. That's why we're having him on tonight. So now he's racing a Knoxville event. Um, and I guess this must be a warm-up for the Wednesday night deal. Um, and so he's... Uh, He's running that event, and they are underway right now. So we'll try to keep you up to date on what's going on there, especially with Trent, because, again, um, he's supposed to be on the program. So um, we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated through uh, Jacob Seelman on Twitter. Uh, is, is, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to watch these media guys that are 
they 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 do the lap by lap of these i races just like you would a real event. It looks just like a normal Sunday yeah. or Saturday yeah. on Twitter. It's just boom, Every, boom, 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 boom. Everybody's uh, everybody's treating these, and it's it, it's just funny to to see that. Um, and and I mean, again, people interact and all that. It's it's um it's a different world. I mean, it's amazing to see in just the span of maybe 30 days time since NASCAR started televising these things. It's amazing to see how um, it is all just sort of mushroomed. Um, I think it's some of that normalcy that everybody's looking for. You know, yeah. when, when Jacob tweets the rundown, it's it takes them back to what they would have saw Phoenix weekend, yeah. or California weekend, whatever. And, you know, Jacob and Bob and all them guys, they do a really good job at it. So it's actually fun to follow along. And, yeah. then, and then you learn some stuff about the series that you're watching or the driver you may not knew anything about. And it just kind of, like you said, mushrooms into a whole bunch of other things. Oh, we had a caution on lap one. Nick Stroop, one of our other locals here, uh, got uh, pile driven and spun, according to Jacob. Um, just uh, hit the reset button. And he has a brand new car again. You got to love how that happens, too. Yeah, if we could only I, do that in real world. Yeah, really. I, it's just the whole thing is just amusing to me because obviously I grow up in that world. And and to see this technology and see how far it's coming, how realistic it actually is in a lot of ways and how realistic it looks on TV. It looks really yeah. realistic on I mean, TV. It's crazy how real it looks. I was wondering how the dirt deal would come off last week. But I got to tell you two things on on that one um again just the racing was fantastic in both races but then secondly to hear johnny gibson that was awesome i mean that was the highlight of the, the day you know and and i don't know if you realize this or not nick but jacob is basically johnny jr oh when he announces doubt. if you ever hear him announce a race jacob seelman he is absolutely um he is johnny's protege and he he sounds exactly like him. He's got the whole shtick down. That's good. Yeah. That's a good person to learn from. Yeah. Um, and he and obviously he and Johnny are friends. And, and, and I think Johnny has a lot of respect for what Jacob does. It's just fun. Um, fun to see Jacob in his element when he's doing the uh, must-see racing events because it, it is 100%. He, he and I grew up loving open-wheel, open-cockpit cars. Just mine was super modifieds and his was the sprint cars and midgets and all of that because that's what his family did. Um, for the most part. Now, his grandfather raced supers at Oswego when I was growing up. So that's kind of how Jacob and I got together in the first place was sort of through the Sealman name and me reaching out and going, hey, are you? And he went, yep, that's my grandpa. And that's kind of I can't of believe we... nobody ever, ra- or especially you, ran into me, all the super modifieds in Sandusky, Ohio, at Sandusky Speedway. Well, I only got there maybe three or four times. We uh, might have saw each other. But yeah, we may have. That um, was, I grew up that. And then, you know, the crazy thing is I love dirt sprint cars, but- when I was growing up in Ohio, pavement sprint cars were the thing to watch. Yeah. Which, looking back now, I still would much rather watch dirt, but I would go and I would help work on them, and it was just totally, awesome. that was normal to me. Yeah, see, it was funny, because in the, in the late 80s and early 90s was when I was doing my media work up there in, in the swiggle. I started in 88, and then started the radio show like two years later. And so Rick Nelson, who was my original co-host, was a photographer, and he and I used to travel around all over the place. And in, in one of the funniest stories, you mentioned Sandusky. Um, my brother, who had started shooting pictures as well at that time, and myself and Rick took off one morning early from Oswego, drove seven hours to Sandusky for a rainout. <laughs> like it, it literally, it canceled the, hardly the minute we got there. 
So we're kind of like, what do we do now? So we, well, we're hungry. So we went and had pizza and turned around and drove back to Oswego. And we're back in time for Saturday Night Thunder on ESPN that night. That's a good time. It was a good. You guys had really impeccable timing there for starters. But the more important question is, where did you get pizza at? Um, It was... It was in a in a mall somewhere. In a mall. In a mall. I don't remember what it was. Um, it was good. I mean, what the, the highlight for me, as much as Sandusky Speedway was Cedar Point. America's Rock and Roller Coaster, oh, right on. I mean, I mean that, and, and I I love roller coasters, and I can't get anybody that I know around here. I've never been. We have a, we have an amazing amusement park here. Whether anybody knows it or not, maybe some of our outside people don't know it. It's a great amusement park here in 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 the Charlotte area. And I've never been there because I can't get anybody to go with me who will actually ride a roller coaster. How have you never been to Carowinds? Because, well, because I want to go by myself. All right, we're taking a field trip this summer. Will you get on a roller coaster? Absolutely. Co- okay, good. I grew up next to Cedar Thank Point. You. Of course I'll go on a roller coaster. My goodness, I can't, I'm telling you, I have had the hardest time finding anybody in this area who will get on a roller if coaster. If you can go to Cedar Point and ride the Top Thrill Dragster, which goes 110 miles an hour and shoots you 400 feet straight up in the air and then straight back down, it's like 32 seconds See, long. You can ride anything. I don't remember. We did whatever the top one was there at that time. but then, Probably the Millennium Force. I went... To um, I used to work for Ferris Industries, which is an outdoor power equipment company. They make mowers for landscapers. And we had our big OPE trade show in Louisville, Kentucky every year. And it was like July or whatever. And there was a uh, Six Flags in Louisville. I, and um, they, at that time, this is mid-90s, so I'm sure it's probably been eclipsed two or three times by now. But because they make these roller coasters and just keep making them bigger and faster or whatever. But this was called Chang which is Chinese for fear. And at that time, it was the longest, um, longest, fastest drop, fastest flip, most flipped roller coaster in the, in the world. It was number one in the world at that time. I got on it twice. And it was just like, you, you, you can't do it back to back. No, you, you can't do any of those rides back no. to back. But you, six months later, an amusement park somewhere else beat that record. Because that's probably, literally all they yeah, do. Yeah. Every one of them. I mean, yeah. Cedar Point was known for, they're going to have the fastest this year. They're going to have the tallest this year. They're going to yep. have the most flips this year. Yep. And a little known fact is Cedar Point actually owns Carowinds in South Carolina, North Carolina right there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. They that bought, I they bought all know. the Paramount Parks, which Carowinds was one of them, several years ago. Well, if, you're, if those of you who are not in the Charlotte area, if you come to Charlotte Give yourself a day and go to Carowinds because even though I've never been there, I know it is an amazing park. And now I know I got somebody that will actually get on a doggone coaster. And with if me. you're listening to the show, they even have a racing theme roller coaster at Carowinds. Yes, the Earnhardt the, Ride. The Intimidator. The, the Intimidator. Tim, intim, intimidator. Um, yeah, I'll get that out. Uh, by the way, halfway order in the uh, race, t- uh, Trenton Ivy P6. Mike McKinney, Caden Cornell, who is. Uh, Former go-karter, Caden Jung, and Caden did really well last Wednesday also. I think he finished uh, in the top five somewhere. Um, he's second right now, C.V. Swindell and Corey Gordon. Rounding out the top five, then Ivy Larson and winger Ashton through P8. So some local guys from the Carolinas, uh, Corey Gordon being among them, and uh, Trent Ivy and Ashton, all Carolinas racers. So, um, and two well, of those top five are Venerini, former Venerini drivers. Uh, CV and Swindell. Good job. Okay. Well, old star for you today. Yeah, I knew Mike McKinney wasn't. Caden Cornell's not old enough yet. I don't think. Um, Corey Gordon, um, definitely not. And um, so that kind of yeah, that left CV and Swindell. 
So, yeah, um, two really, I mean, gosh, I've known Kevin Swindell since he was racing dirt go-karts. That kid could always drive anything you put him in. Absolutely. He proved that time and time again in the ARCA car. I mean, you know, God has a plan for us all. And I know that Kevin's doing a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't really know about with regard to safety um, in the sport. But, man, to see him not be able to be racing midget sprint cars anymore, ugh, I mean... Uh, because he was, his career was still very much on the upswing. He had nowhere near peaked. Not even close. No. Um, what that kid could have accomplished in his racing career, the records he could have set would have been just phenomenal. And he's a great kid. Um, okay. So, uh, we'll, uh, like I said, we'll keep track of that, uh, as we go. Uh, looks like Caden Cornell is really putting some pressure. Oh, Bobby Pierce flipped it. Caution three, lap 23, Bobby Pierce upside down at the flag stand. So there you go. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all ends. But, uh, yeah, got to check out Carowinds if you're here. Uh, and if you're in Ohio, Sandusky, go to Cedar Point. That is so well worth the trip. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cincinnati. Um, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pro Fames Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Thor Sport T- Racing in Sandusky. Yes, yes. Take a field trip. Go to Ohio and hit some of those places. I was just um, hearing some stories from Rocky Wynn, who um, is who just finished an album in this studio, um, in this building. He was uh, telling me about uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and how beautiful it is. So, uh, yeah, definitely take that uh, opportunity if you got it. So, we'll. Um, We'll step aside. Caden Cornell has just taken the lead on lap 28 of the late model deal. So Trent Avi should be joining us here uh, before the show is over. We'll be back with more of lead lap presented by <laughs> presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, continues on the PMN radio app that is the Performance Racing, Performance Motorsports Network, and also on uh, TV, WSIC TV 25.2 here in Charlotte. And they are apparently three wide for the lead with four to go in the World of Outlaws Late Model Invitational at Knoxville right now. And uh, I, I, the battle between Mike McKinney and Caden Cornell is apparently spectacular. Um, Jacob Seelman getting very excited. They're trading sliders every corner. Uh, three to go now. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to talk to Trent Ivey um, if he can get to us here before the end of the show, which I think he will be fun to talk to him about this because he's not involved. He's just, just a little bit back of these, these guys. So we'll see what it was like from his vantage point. Um, Oh, lap 38. King Cornell just took the lead. Wow. This is going to be a fun finish. If you're uh, we'll keep you, we'll keep you up to date. Cause well, we can, that's the beauty of doing live radio is you get to, uh, you, you get to jip whatever you want here. Uh, join in progress is what that means for those of you who don't know. Um, but, uh, oh, wow. Logan Seavey on lap 39 takes it at the white flag. A bomb, according to Jacob Seelman. Um, so this is, this is going to be fun. We'll see who wins this in a minute. Nick, this race is a barn burner, and we've got radio going on. So, hey, motorsports is continuing in some form here. As long as we have it in some form, that's all that really matters at this point. Well, that's right. I mean, it's just um, it has been just crazy, though, to try to keep up with um, all of the sort of reschedules and postponements and all of that. We uh, Motor Mile Speedway in Virginia shut down for the year. I saw that. I mean, it's yeah. done because yeah. we actually had a couple tests scheduled there later on in the year. Yeah. And I don't know. See, I don't know how that would affect the tests, but the racing's done. As what I understood was they were just closing everything the facility for the, the whole okay. facility no, too bad. just not to deal with anything logan seavey your winner of the thousand dollar uh late model i racing invitational with a stunning pass coming to the white and you heard it here uh on the show courtesy of jacob, <laughs> courtesy Seelman. Of jacob Seelman. so um jacob's uh, always fun to follow on twitter because much like myself um he tweets how he speaks I'm not one of these people. That, no filter. Yeah. Well, well, I have a filter. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I have limits, but I mean, I don't, I, I'm not very good at, there's, there's a social media style, I guess. I'm not very good at that. 
when you see a tweet from Race Chaser Media, it's mostly me um, or my my Twitter, Race Chaser Tom. It is it is just how I would say it if you were standing in front of me. That's the beauty of social media, you know, especially yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, I see. I well, this is it, see this is Jacob, and this would be me. What a damn show! That's how it should be. We're following <laughs> you, know, you, you know, for your product or your thought. We that's what the fans want yeah. to hear. They don't want some, you know, regurgitated thing from a dictionary. Right. And they want raw, intense. This action. apparently uh, was on Dirt Vision, which now that makes sense to me. I'm not sure how I missed that that was going to happen, but um, Logan CV, Caden Cornell, and Mike McKinney just gave every single Dirt, Dirt Vision fan their money's worth after that battle. Unfreaking believable. Says I, Seelman. I can hear that in his voice too. Yeah. Oh, I could too. And I can't. I can never do Jacob because he's way, his register is way too high I'll have for to me. Turn your microphone down if you can. Yeah, do it. I can't. I I can't. Do, I can't go that high. He can't go as low as I can, and I can't go as high as he can. We're kind of we split the difference in the middle sometimes. But um, yeah. So some some cool racing, and hopefully Trent will get to call us here soon. Um, we we've seen so much change. Like I started to say, with motor miles shutting down, and you start looking at these tracks now that are supposed to open in May because we're already at the 6th of April. And again, different states are on different plans. We, for example, in North Carolina, are locked down until the 30th of April. Um, judging by the numbers, one would think that by the end of the month, if it keeps going the way it's going, which is in the right direction here now, um, we should be able to that should be it. We should be able to start um, letting, you know, the, the, letting the dogs out of the house um, by, you know, by early May. And one would hope then that perhaps we might get to go racing at Charlotte on the NASCAR side. But you look at some of these local tracks and you got a whole different set of circumstances to deal with because you got racers that run at these local tracks that may be out of a job right now. Yeah, I mean, especially with the motor mile news. Well, well, that too. But a lot, of course, a lot of their racers will just find other tracks to run at. But, but, but you look at you look at this and you say, well, what what's racing going to look like at the local level? Um, and so here, for example, Hickory had already they were mostly through their first show and they literally got stopped in the right mid- in the middle, right just before features. So. Some of the other tracks hadn't opened yet, but we're going too soon. We have several touring series like cars. They got their first race in the um, the new Carolina Pro um, late model series that was scheduled to start at, uh, well, 21st, 22nd of March. I think it was at um, uh, Dillon in South Carolina. That didn't go. Um, a lot of these series are waiting to get their first race in. This is, it's such a... It's just such a, it's almost numbing. I could, yeah, I mean, I understand, understand what you're trying to say there. It's just. It's almost mind numbing. It's just, it's so. Surreal. Yeah, surreal. That's, That's a, a, a good best word, word for yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's so out of the norm what any of us have ever been used to in our lifetimes. And it's just, you know, how do we cope with it? How do we plan for the future? You know, the, obviously the variables of when we go back racing and a lot of this is when people go back to work, yeah. when they go back to work in racing, you know, and, and what how each state is doing, what the feds are doing. And it's just there's so many different moving parts and it changes daily. And I think that's why, you know, we probably haven't seen a NASCAR schedule yet yeah. just because of 
Charlotte could probably happen, but what about the first two weeks after Charlotte? You know, what about the third week after Charlotte? You know, because some of these are going areas, into hotbed yeah. areas. Yeah, that's you know, a will good point. they will yeah. their curve be down enough where we can do that, or can we race without fans? And and I'm sure you know NASCAR's working on it daily. I know you know ARCA and NASCAR officials are calling us daily just to try to keep us abreast and get our ideas and input and everything. Boy, like it's that. good that they are. I think that's that's amazing that they're keeping in touch with the teams at that level, at your level, um, and and letting you guys stay up on top. Um, I would not want to be anybody trying to, especially at the NASCAR level, you got three major series and all of them are impacted in very different ways because some of them go to tracks that, you know, others don't. For example, the Xfinity series goes to mid Ohio, Mm -hmm. you know, Ohio right now is hotbed. So, you know, I would not want to have to be dealing with that every day. And, and if you're a race fan, look, just don't complain. Yeah, we'll be back soon. We Just. we we need it. well. What I'm saying is, when the schedule comes out and we actually get, don't complain. Well, this race shouldn't have get, gotten run, or this race should have gotten run, or whatever. Look, thank the the people who because th- it's not easy. Not at all. I keep trying to tell some of these people if you think it's easy to run a racetrack or a series, try it. I've done it, not at the NASCAR level, but I've done both, and actually multiple times of both. And it is, it's, it's hard enough when everything's fine. I can't imagine what's going on in Daytona right now or Indy for that matter. Yeah. I mean, it's um, just, it, it evolves oh, every day. I mean, or, we were, we were racing our first race back was supposed to be the Arca East race at Toledo yeah. and that got canceled last week or postponed, excuse me. And so then our next race was Charlotte, which that's still up in the air, but the following race is mid Ohio. And they've already said, you know, be prepared for that to be postponed. Same thing. Oh, really? Because it's still in Ohio okay. and there's still yeah, a hotbed, so, um, you know, and like, I know they talk to, to Billy Venerini daily on our team just as what can the team do, what can't the team do, what what do you guys have expectations from your drivers and what don't you. Actually, I told Billy today, I said, when you retire from being a team owner, you're going to be Arca's Rob Kaufman. You're going to be the RTA because you have such good input of, just him. of, of what <laughs> the teams need. I mean, we are one of the biggest, if not the biggest team right now in the Arca series, so yeah. he kind of speaks for them, and he actually does a really good job of including every team owner when he does, he's very yeah. Billy he's very is, thorough. When, when he, he does was it. on our show, even if, if, if a month or so ago, whenever that was, um, the way that he talked about some of the other owners. I mean, he's a very gracious man, yeah. and and well, he realizes with you know with us racing is one thing, but we can't race without them. That's right. It's a team sport. Exactly. And you need multiple teams and multiple teams to be successful. Yeah. Nobody's going to want watch the Carolina Panthers play the, their A and B team every week. So let me ask you this then. Um, if you were to be able to get back into the shop and start working on May the 1st, because as of right now, that's what we know, whether, you know, it gets extended or not is a different matter. But right now it's April 30th. And then we so if you can get back on May 1st, how quickly would you be able to prepare a car to go racing somewhere after May 1st? We would be ready that, that week. You I would? Mean, yeah, absolutely. We we used all that time leading up, you know, after Phoenix when we had some downtime and, and they canceled Five Flags to prepare for the what-ifs because okay. we had no idea then, just like now, what what is our first race going to be? It could have been Salem. It could be Talladega. It could be a road course. It could be a dirt track. Who knows, right? So we kind of prepared everything. The only thing that would really throw us in a loop is if we went to a dirt track right away because we did not prepare that because those are so late in August oh, and yeah. September. Well, you in September. Think, but we had already right? started they, working on our road courses. We had fixed our super speedway cars. We got our intermediate cars ready. So you know, we put ourselves in a spot where they say, all right, this is the week you're going, and this is the racetrack you're going to. We'll be ready. 
Yeah, okay. And they're not going to move the dirt track up the schedule. So no, because they're at the state fair, right. so they have to you're be there. Have to worry about that. Um, so you would be ready to go the following weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, and then we did that on purpose. Just do you to think that most teams are in that situation? I do not. I mean, I've talked to a lot of team guys and a lot of people over the last couple of weeks, and especially a lot of the really big teams, the cup teams, Xfinity teams, you know, they were shut down before the state mandated because they have so many employees. So they kind of got mothballed really quick. And then I think, you know, some of the really small teams, they, they took the advantage of what they could, but then they had to shut down as well because they weren't having any money come in. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a catch-22 where, you know, people right in the middle were, were able to work the longest. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is such a complex situation right now that it, it, it changes. It evolves through each day, not just each day, but through each day in some cases. Because, again, like you said, they're basing everything upon what they're getting from local governments, regional and national governments and all of that. So then you, you sometimes have to go back, shuffle all the cards again. So just crazy. We will be back with more of Lead Lap as we continue on a Monday night right after this. Don't go anywhere. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. 
But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Spencer's taken advantage of this uh, this little break in the action since the beginning of the year. He's lost about 20 pounds. People won't know him when he goes back to the racetrack. Uh, Hunter Smith from Fit Stop Performance is working his little butt off. And uh, Spencer is is uh definitely i think probably i I spent see spencer and i both love food and it makes it really hard to to lose weight and 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 get in shape because other than round because we both like to eat the exact wrong kinds of foods but uh, anyway welcome back to lee lap um presented by victory custom trailers we've got trent ivy who is not round uh on the strutmasters.com hotline so let's go uh and he's gone. We'll see if we can get him to call back here. I'm going to just uh, take the opportunity. Sometimes you got to multitask on these shows. For the TV audience, I'm not playing on my cell phone. I'm actually sending a message. It's really to, word uh, with friends. We're playing Trent. right now. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> um, telling him to call again. Uh, and we'll pick him up and bring him on the air. So uh, Trent will join us shortly here. He's fresh off the Dirt Vision iRace that uh, he just ran. So we're we're going to get... Uh, his perspective on that and um, and and let you in on what he's been up to his entire career. Uh, he is definitely one of the uh, better racers in the late model division on the dirt side of things here. So um, soon as Trent gets um, gets back to us, we'll we'll put him right on the air. I'm just watching Twitter and it's just interesting to see what uh, people are commenting about. I'm going to skip all the political stuff because it's just not really what we want to do on the show. Um, but you got, you know, people talking about old hockey games and showing old hockey videos. And we didn't talk about the fact that we actually had a winner of the, uh, NASCAR Bristol race on Sunday, and it was William Byron and William. And we totally skipped that. Didn't William? We? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, Willie. Well, I, it was almost, it, well, you know what? We're going to, Gonna put it on hold again because I think we got uh, Trent Ivy back on the phone now. Trent, hello, you are on lead lap. Welcome to the program. Man, I'm sorry, I'm a little late. Been, been throwing sliders. Well, yeah, you you were tossing sliders. Now we were watching. Um, Jacob Seelman is one of our uh, colleagues here, in addition to his duties at Speedsport, and we were watching his Twitter feed because he was. Uh, keeping us up to date on what was going on with your race. And it seemed like you were just out of the top five. So not quite the, uh, the, the setup that you might've had last week on national TV, but that's okay because you're going to get another opportunity this Wednesday, right? Yeah, man. I know it looks so bad, but I just, I don't think I was that bad. I couldn't catch a break, man. Every time I get a good run, somebody blasts me. It's just, that's a hard place. Knoxville is a very hard place. And now is that where, cause I, I, I may be messed up because I thought that's where you guys were running on the Fox broadcast on Wednesday. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. You're okay. Right. So this was almost like a warm up act. It is. And it was, you know, broadcasting and they actually paid the night too, but I saw oh boy, that. We didn't quite make it. Yeah. yeah. We didn't quite make it in the front. Yeah, it sounded like it was a pretty hot battle up front. And uh, got to tell you, I know that uh, Caden Cornell kid pretty well because I knew him when he used to run go-karts as just a, a, a smaller version of himself. And uh, 
and Caden can definitely drive, and he's certainly run strong in uh, in these races that I've been watching here. But what was it like for you? Let's uh, kind of focus on you a little bit. What was it like for you, who is a local Carolinas racer, to jump on FS1 and go run on really what is a national television stage? I mean, it was... Uh... It wasn't that hard for me because I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty known in the i racing world, so I've been doing it for you know five plus years. Oh, and okay. I, and and Charlotte's actually one of my favorite tracks, so I I logged a bunch of that there, and you know the nerves kind of got to me because I didn't want to mess up, you know. Yeah. kind of looked funny, but uh, it was good, man. It was more fun than anything, and uh, I'm just glad that we got this to fall back on with all this Corona stuff going on. You dominated that race. That was a really good performance. Yeah, to say that's your favorite track might be an understatement. Yeah, because that was a heck of a performance in that race on FS1 last week. Um, let's go all the way back because I want to let our audience, We this is a national audience here, I want to let our audience get to know you a little bit. How did you get started in racing? What got you started? Just uh, my dad. He was a uh, He's a well-known figure in the Carolinas as well. And um, he uh, he started me out in a... Uh, not a front wheel drive, but a rear wheel drive, four cylinder car, and man, I don't tell a lot of people this, but I hated it. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm being I'm being honest, like I I didn't want to be a race car driver. I'd rather be doing anything else. But uh, I was ready to hang it up, and he called me. And he said, uh, he said, son, I want you to come down to the shop. Said, okay. He said, I got you a uh, I got you a light mop. <laughs> I said, oh boy. So uh, <laughs> how old were that? And I loved it. I loved it, and uh, and I've I've been at it ever since. And it's uh, that's how I got started. You know, I've I've always wanted to be like my dad, but a four cylinder just wasn't quite it. So <laughs> he got me that. It was game on. Baby. Needed some Why more I power like there. Yeah, you just wanted all the horsepower. What? How old were you when you made the transition from the rear wheel drive to the late model? So I started when I was uh, I started the four cylinder when I was thirteen, uh, or no twelve. I'm sorry, and uh, I was. I ran it for two years, so I was 15 when I got my first light model. Okay, and I think back then when you did that, wasn't that still pretty young? I mean, there there weren't as many younger racers doing that back then as, as you know, as there are now. Now it just seems normal. Yeah, yeah, there was there was me and one other guy, Zach Mitchell, which is a good friend of mine. He was, uh, kid quick. He was a year or so younger than me. Yeah, kid quick, and he, uh, and we were good friends, and we were young and we had a we had a good time. It was cool growing up with somebody doing the same thing because, you know, when I first started, it was just it was just me until I made friends because there wasn't no other young racers. Right, yeah. The, I mean now and and like I said, now it just it just seems normal. But uh, yeah, we had Zach on a week or two ago and and uh, had a good chance to talk with him. He's a uh, he's a great guy and just a, a super strong racer as are you. Um, the late model dirt late model scene here in the Carolinas, in our region, I feel like is really strong, but I feel like there are a lot of series that sort of divide the car count a little bit. What is your uh, take on on the, the, the scene here in the Carolinas? I just, uh, I don't know, man. I wish uh, I wish a lot, of, a lot of them could get uh, together, the, you know, the, the ultimate, the Southern, uh, Southern All-Stars and the Clash and uh, maybe a, a few more, but uh, if we could... If we could kind of cut one or two one of them out and just and get everybody together, man, there's no telling what kind of shows you see. But um, but I guess everybody wants their their hand in something, and I, I'm just thankful to be able to run supers. You know, I just I thought I was just going to be a crate racer, and a guy come come by and pick me up one day and just uh just just handed me a 
had to be an uh, open opportunity to be a Super Late model driver, and I'm just very thankful to be doing that. Well, you've had uh, over 100 wins. Looks like 116, uh, a- a- according to your website. Uh, and that's a lot of wins in a late model. And it's interesting when I look at uh, your the race that you would most like to win, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Grassy Smith Memorial at Cherokee. Why that particular race out of all the major races there are in late model racing? I mean, just because, like, at Cherokee, when, when we get to race our, our super there, man, it's just, there's there's so many of, of hometown people there watching, and all our friends and family and sponsors, they all get to come out there, and it's like the, it's just the biggest night of my of my career, honestly. I mean, I've been to Eldora, I've been to the dirt track of Charlotte, but to, to win a major, a major series like that at Cherokee, would, that's off it all for me, man. <laughs> and I had a heat race one there last year. And uh, rolled a left rear tire off with like four to go in the heat race. Oh right. wow! So you, you talk about a nightmare. You haven't actually had a big race win at Cherokee then. Well, I've had the uh, I won a ten thousand uh, Ray Cook Southern Nationals race there. Oh wow, last that's year. a big one. And it was good. I, I ran uh, Overton ran a second to me, and I believe Michael Page was third. So that was, uh, that was definitely a turning point in my career. It's uh, it's interesting the different series that um, that they have in the area and all of the major events, um, and and I feel like sometimes it it gets to be so hard to keep track of, and 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 it seems like it it almost is hard to distinguish between some of them. Do you ever feel like that as a driver too? Yeah, yeah, it gets confusing, and uh, a lot of people are wondering like, where are you going? what they pay in and what tires, you know, who's going to be there. There's so many cars going so many different places to different uh, series and stuff. And uh, like, like us, like we, uh, we normally just race somewhere like March through November or something. And this year we got to go run with the, the, uh, the dry Dean winter series. And uh, so we raced through December and, wow. and uh, January, February too. So we didn't get a, we didn't get one off and people are wondering, I tell them that we doing this week. I'm like, man, we going racing. Like, with who? You know. <laughs> so, yeah, we even ventured out and got another uh, another series under our arm to go race with. So it's uh, there's it's a lot of stuff going on in the super world. That's for sure. Well, looking at your schedule, I mean, you've already you won a couple in February um, at Screven down in Georgia. A couple of winter freeze races. You had a couple of DNFs as well. Um, but you, uh, I mean, you were supposed to come back at the dirt track at Charlotte on the first of this month, which obviously that's not going to happen. But as I look down your schedule, you're running a combination of series. Uh, are you chasing all of these series for a championship, or is this basically kind of an outlaw schedule? No, it's uh, it's definitely an outlaw schedule. Um, we uh, the way our work is, we own a construction business, and sometimes you know duty calls and. It's just really hard to commit to a series right now, but I'm thinking if we can get some uh, good runs under our belt this year, with it only being my second super season, I think we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna bear off and try to get us a, a a series title next year, I believe. Okay. Do you have a particular series that you want to try to follow? Yeah, I want to I want to go the ultimate. I mean, uh, pretty much you can hit miss the class around here because it's mainly like Lancaster, Daphne, Carolina, right? Uh, like Mohawk. 
Yeah, I want to do the ultimate. I mean, they get way out there. I think they even get to Delaware. So, uh, and they're they're still somewhat local, you know, within three or four hours. So, I think it'll be good for us being a small, small uh, up and coming team. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna ask you to hold on, Trent, because we need to take a break. When we come back, we'll pick you up on the other side when lead lap continues on the Performance Motorsports Network at WSIC TV in Charlotte. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Deep Lap continues, presented by Victory Custom Trailers and uh, Strutmasters.com, one of our other major uh, supporters, too, here, Chip Austin and his staff. Uh, go to their website, Strutmasters.com. Check out all the things they can do for your car or your bike in terms of improving your ride. And it is, they, they, they just do amazing things up there. So uh, check them out. We go back to the Strutmasters.com guest line and bring Trent Ivy back out of the uh, pit area, back onto the racetrack here with us on lead lap. And um, I was talking with Trent just before the break about his schedule. And Trent, you said that um, you were more inclined to maybe, excuse me, want to chase the ultimate series next year um, than any other particular series. Uh, But you've got a, a healthy mix, at least on the schedule for this year of ultimate races, world of outlaws races, um, Dirt car races, Lucas Oil races, Carolina Clash races. Um, I was at the uh, Red Rose Rumble at Lancaster a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, unfortunately, you didn't finish that one. But um, that was a, that was an interesting night. Um, my gosh, your your best buddy, Zach, just uh, put a serious hurting on the field in that one. Yeah, he did. I um, We're still having some some new car blues you know i turned over like we were talking about the uh, winter freeze yeah i won both nights in a crate car down there and uh, i was i was on my way to a good qualifying effort saturday and uh i, I something broke going into three and i just smoked the fence and <laughs> turned me over we have to get a new car and we just still trying to get those bugs worked out and we finally got them worked out and now this pandemic is going on so your cars are always, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, your cars are always gorgeous. Uh, who does your graphics and all of that? Cause your cars, uh, your car, uh, when I was at Lancaster, your car, Derek Ramey's car. Um, and I'm trying to remember there was another car that really stood out as well. Um, and Zach's car was sharp as well, but your cars are always gorgeous. Um, and yeah. who takes care of all that for you? Cause you should give them a shout. We um uh, we actually just swapped up this uh this season to Chris Madley with uh Modern Images and um he he done me really good. I, I I went out of my box, you know, I normally just run a uh just a normal black race car, but I put a white roof on it and some other little details and he made me a sharp wrap, that's for sure. I have probably the best looking car I've ever had. Yeah, I mean I would say it is just a gorgeous um looking car and and I, I think it's just the right amount of taste. Sometimes people overdo the graphics to the point where you really can't see anything because everything stands out. Um and I, I just thought the way that your car was uh was lettered and, and the way that the, the scheme was just really well done. Yeah, he I appreciate it. He he done a really good job at a at a good price too and look forward to him doing it for uh, for many years to come. Okay, so I this this is one of those sort of gratuitous questions that um you know, we've got a mixed audience for this show and so you got to ask it, but I think I know the answer already. But um are you do you have any designs? I mean, you're still young enough if you wanted to to try to make a run at um you know, at a NASCAR type dream um or are you content running on the dirt and where ultimately are you trying to get with all of this well um when i first started I, I guess i had this this big imagination where i wanted to go run nascar and and uh 
you know, just move on from the dirt. But now, just seeing how much I really enjoy it, how, how much I progress too. Um, I think I think my main goal here is to, to try to make it to a top level uh, dirt series like Lucas for the World of Outlaws. Um, okay. I think I think we're we're knocking on that door on getting headed the right way, but we're still uh, a little a little young and uh, a little uh, little inexperienced with the big motor. So we'll keep chipping away at it, and and if that don't if that don't ever uh, work out, we still still enjoy going to racetrack on the weekends with our family so that's the, that's the main thing do you own your own car and do a lot of your own work on the car how does all that work out yeah absolutely um we uh we have some some family sponsors and some friends and this is that's basically what this is man it ain't some big uh corporate thing it's just a bunch of friends around home that i uh, pitch in and help us get to the racetrack and me and my dad and a couple of my buddies we get her uh get her washed up on sundays after the race and we do all the work all the sheet metal work just uh we do everything we can to make the ends meet and try to make it to the racetrack and do our best but uh we just uh we got some really good race cars the longhorn and really good um engines thanks to to clement stoney and glenn so uh we got a really good program and uh it's all homegrown so to speak what do you do during the week are you full time working on the cars, or what? Do you, what is your what is your uh, profession during the week? No, I wish I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my my dad owns a uh, uh, construction business, residential construction business here in Union, South Carolina, okay. a little small town. So I, I'm his I'm his main man uh, from eight to five, and I guess I'm the driver slash crew chief slash uh, maintenance guy from uh, from five on. So. And I somehow, somehow, still squeeze a little iris in there too. So, pretty busy, pretty busy day to day for the Trent Ivy. I bet, yeah. And and of course, now are you still are you still working? Even though you know we are you essential? I guess you are, right? In construction. Yeah, we are right now, and um, we actually just got the the word today that uh, they're going to shut South Carolina down for thirty days, starting tomorrow at five o'clock. So, oh really? Uh, I'm interested to see how that how that plays out. Yeah, but. Maybe that means more time on a race car. Who knows? A little late to the party. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's I mean, North Carolina's been like that for a week or so. Yeah, well, no more than that. We've been shut down for a few weeks, so we're down till the end of the month, and then um, see what happens. But we were we were shut down in mid March, I think. Uh, so that's interesting. I was not aware of that. Uh, how is that? How is that going to affect? What is your shutdown? Are, you're going to be shut down until when? Do you know? They said 30 days as of now. Um, I hope early May. I hope it's just going to be a uh, like a work to home basis. But uh, who knows, man? I just ready for this stuff to get cleared up so we can go race. Yeah, interesting uh, stuff. I mean, again, we're we're trying to keep things kind of lighthearted and focus on racing here, but it's it's sometimes hard not to deal. You can't ignore the big elephant in the room, you know. Um, but so this this could obviously have some effect on uh, depending on how long that goes when racing can resume down there in South Carolina versus some other areas. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different time frame, you know, considering we're starting a couple of weeks after you guys. But uh, yeah, just just hopefully this stuff gets cleared up. You know, we don't want everybody healthy and before we have to get out to the racetrack and be around everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at your May schedule, you had uh, Cherokee Speedway on the 2nd in Gaffney, obviously South Carolina, that's local. Um, 
Livonia and Cochrane in Georgia the following weekend. And Georgia, I think, is on a lockdown um, just recent. Um, Modoc, uh, South Carolina, that's obviously the 16th of May. And Jamaica, Virginia, King of the Commonwealth of Virginia Motor Speedway on the 30th. Now, Virginia is shut down, at least as as of right now. They're shut down until June the 10th. So um, looking at your schedule, and then you had, of course, the dream at at uh, Eldora scheduled June 4th through the 6th in Ohio. And, you know, man, um, you, you just really have to see how all this plays out. Uh, it, uh, you could be doing a lot of our racing for a while. <laughs> yeah, but like I said earlier, just just really thanks to those guys for having us racers. I have to sure. fall back on them. We're yep. so bored. You know that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, it's it that is the truth and uh, you know, on the weekends it's great to have all of that and even during the week now with all the dirt stuff and and you just got to give a huge shout out to Fox because picking up uh, all this this dirt track racing on Wednesday nights um I think it proves I haven't seen the numbers but I heard they were pretty good for last week's um it just goes to show that there is a place for some motorsports the middle of the week like that and you know hoping it gives them some ideas for maybe some things they can do with the short tracks later on yeah they're, they're definitely uh they're definitely stepping up and getting our sport out there, which is good for all of us, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so I know you can't do all this by yourself, Trent, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Who helps you make all this happen for yourself with the racing? Who are your sponsors? And give, you know, how, whoever you want to shout out to, uh, this is your time, man. Have at it. Uh, just just mainly my mom and dad, you know, for uh, for giving me the opportunity to be able to do this. You know, I wouldn't even know what a, uh, what a race car was if it weren't for them, man them working so hard to put me in a car so uh definitely thanks to them and um my my aunt and uncle at uh, new fence stepped up and helped us this year and um Gene Nichols, a long time friend of my dad's and chad barfield they both come on as soon as, as soon as i come to racing they uh they uh they came over to to help me as well so that's uh that's really nice of them and uh reed thomas who helped us up and i uh, got us a our first super motor and uh, uh fox Fox Jocks and Ronnie Crooks, we just they're really fortunate to get a lot of help from some big name people. So just uh just a big deal for me, a small guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we really were trying to do a lot more locally with this show in twenty twenty and uh you know, it's always great to have someone like yourself on and, and get to know you a little bit and let our audience get to know you as well. Um and so to what, twenty five years old now, Trent, if uh, do I remember that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, twenty-five. So you still, uh, you're still young in racing terms. You got a ways to go, and can look forward to uh, you tearing up the tracks locally, and hopefully at some point uh, nationally. I hope that you can, uh, you can go do some some stuff with the Lucas Series or the Outlaws uh, nationally. I think that'd be awesome to watch you chase a championship there. Where can fans who want to follow you on social media or whatever, where can they do that on the interweb? Um, I have a I have all forms of social media like uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, just your uh, informal stuff. And I got a website. Thank you to Ben Shelton. He hooked me up. Got my website looking good. It's trinity.com. Um, I'm um, I'm pretty live on the all the social stuff and try to interact with everybody that wants to follow along. So just give me a follow, man. If you got any questions, I'd be more than happy to to uh, trade some some questions back and forth with you. Trent Ivy eighty eight, right? Uh, it's just trendivy.com. Oh, but, well, uh, the, the website uh, is trendivy.com. Yeah, but social yeah, media is trendivy88, right? Yeah. Yeah, 
I believe so. I got yeah. so many different yeah. things. Tread Ivy 88 is uh, your social, at least uh, the t- that I've seen on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, definitely look forward to keeping track of what you're doing and, and look forward to being able to, to get to, to the pits uh, somewhere to race track once we kind of get back out of, uh, get back off house arrest here and um, can get go back outside and play in the dirt again. We'll uh, look forward to catching up to you at one of the local tracks. Yeah, sorry I went blank there for a minute. Uh, actually, this is probably going to find this kind of funny. Jonathan Davenport was actually at my house tonight. Really? Racing stand in between me. And uh, I've been trying to teach him and coach him. Actually, they have a Lucas Oil esports starting up Friday in Knoxville. So uh, we got him coached up, and he was turning some good laps. Look forward to seeing him Friday. Everybody check him out. He's Breaking news. Him. Jonathan Davenport goes eSport. Now there's something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, got him right. Well, listen, when we get back uh, get back to normal here and you can travel again, uh, we'd love to have you come up and be in the studio here in Statesville and do some, some radio with us when you get on the TV part of it as well. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. That's Trent Ivy, everybody. And uh, got, what, about uh, a couple minutes left anyway? Just about a minute. Okay, so quickly, um, you had a tweet that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Hit it quickly. Breaking news in the Sealman voice. Breaking news. General Tire announces that uh, the Jay Beaver Esports Short short Course World Cup, they're going to sponsor it this Saturday, $2,500. To win, and so far, Travis Pastrana, Alexander Rosie, Ron Caps, and Greg Biffle have entered the race. Travis Pastrana, Alexander Rossi, Ron Caps, and Greg Biffle in an off road I race. Off road I race. General trucks. Tire sponsored. And there's money on the line. $2,500 to the winner. Oh, boy. We'll have to get some information on that for Madness on Thursday and talk about that, where you can find it and all that, because that's going to be fun to watch for sure. I love all the different sim leagues that are uh, opening up now. Okay, we have got to cut out of here. Uh, For all of our sponsors, for all the folks at WSIC and the Performance Motorsports Network, Thanks to all of you for helping us put this on. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning for the Inside Pass right back here at 11 Eastern. Bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.